powerful. Powerful message. Amen. Thank you, McKaylin. Thank you, Heidi. Turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. Um, was planning to be preaching this morning and appreciate Brother Dave filling in for me a little bit. Um, and I like how it turned out. I think that message and song really goes along very well with what I'll be preaching on this evening. Um, want to take some time tonight to reflect on God, that, that God who is near, that God who is always with us. And I just want to look at God and who he is, um, why we have such a longing to worship him, why we should have a great longing to worship him. Um, and, and I'm hoping that through this evening we can see God a little bit more clearly and that we will have an, more of an inclination to praise him in our services as well. So we're in Genesis chapter 1. Um, let's go ahead and just read that first verse together. You all know this one. Um, very familiar passage. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Let's have a word of prayer before we jump in. Lord, I do pray that you would be with my words this evening. Would you be with our hearts? Help us to be open toward your word. Lord, thank you that as that song was just just mentioned, Lord, that you are always near us. Even though you are almighty, even though you are so far, so, so much higher than we are, Lord, you are always near to us. We thank you for that. And I pray that you would help us through your word this evening to um, really see you more clearly and to have a greater desire to worship you through this evening. We love you, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. wonder if you've ever made something that you were proud of. Maybe um, something, um, maybe you did some woodworking. Maybe you made a dish that you were very proud of. Um, maybe you put something together that you were very proud of. Uh, I, think, I think God puts in us a desire to make things um, and to make things better. Um, and that's a great thing. That's a great thing that, that we can do that. Some of you are very, very skilled in making things. Um, I, wish, I wish I had that, uh, that kind of talent. Um, but it makes me think tonight, um, the things that we make, where did they originally come from? Let's say that you um, made a table and uh, you say, I, yeah, I, I made this table for my living room or something, and uh, it, it's, a, it's a great table made out of cherry wood or something like that, okay? Um, so you've got, you've got this table. Where did the table originally come from? Well, you say, Pastor Aaron, it came from a tree. It's pretty obvious, okay? Where did the tree come from? It came from a forest. Where did the forest come from? God. <laughs> originally, originally God created everything. And um, the, the things that we create, see, see the forests, they're going to last until this earth is gone. Um, no matter what the environmentalists tell you, there will be forests until this earth is gone. Um, but your cherry table in your living room or your dining room, it's not going to last forever. There's going to come a day when that will break down and you'll eventually repurpose it for something else or get rid of it. Um, the, the things that we create as human beings, they don't last forever. They're eventually going to wear out. They will pass away. But think about it. God created everything over 6,000 years ago, and it still works today. 
<laughs> it hasn't gotten old. It hasn't, it hasn't gotten all broken down. God's creation is absolutely incredible. Yes, this earth is wearing down little by little, and I'm excited for the time when God will create a new heaven and a new earth. But just thinking about God's creation and what he did, the perfect creation that he had originally made, yes, sin has Sin has corrupted it. Sin has made it worse. Um, but God is the ultimate creator. He is, he is a perfect creator. Um, but what well, a first look in this first verse, um, something a little, uh, kind of akin to that, but a little bit different. First point tonight is God is eternal. God is eternal. That first verse says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I wonder if we can even imagine the beginning what, what was the beginning? It, it's hard to wrap our minds around a concept like that. Um, there was no physical things as we know it. In the beginning, before God created the heaven and the earth, there was, there was no physical. It was entirely spiritual. Um, and that is, that is something so difficult to wrap our minds around. Um, and I, 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 when I was, when I was, smaller, I had someone explain it to me in a way that kind of makes sense. It doesn't completely explain it, but it kind of makes sense to me. You think of the physical realm, the entire universe, everything that we can see and touch, and even the things that we can't um, see because it's so far away, but everything that's physical, um, think of that as a box that God created one day. And um, everything that everything in this physical universe is inside that box. And God is outside of that box. Um, he's not affected by space or time or anything like that. He is. He 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 can live completely apart from those things. Uh, it's hard to imagine. It's, it's hard to think of how how that could be. Um, and I don't think we'll fully understand it till we get to heaven. Uh, or even when we get to heaven. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's an incredible thing to think about that God is eternal. He's not affected by time. He's not affected by space. He's not a, he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't have to live inside of our universe. He's completely, he, he can be completely separate from those things. Um, as I was studying for this message, I came across something else that's similar. Um, wisdom. Wisdom is something that's also not physical, obviously. Uh, that wisdom is a spiritual thing. And I was looking through Proverbs chapter 8, verses 22 to 25, saying, The Lord possessed me, this is wisdom talking, okay? The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. So, in the beginning, before God created things, God possessed wisdom. Because wisdom, wisdom has been eternal as well with, with God. Um, before his works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains were settled, before the hills were brought forth. Neat passage, um, just to think about wisdom being that spiritual idea as well. It's not bound to our physical universe. Uh, so God is eternal, and that's an awesome thing that we can praise God for. Something that we can look to and say, well, God, you are so much higher than us. Your, your thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts because you are everlasting. You are not bound by the limits of this universe. So God is eternal. Number two, God loves beauty. God loves beauty, and I'm thankful for that. Um, this summer, I hope you've had opportunities to 
admire the beauty of God's creation. I told you last time I spoke that Heidi and I recently went on a camping trip um, to a lake, and we we except for the flies, we enjoyed it greatly. It was it was a phenomenal time, um, and just looking at the beauty of God's creation, the animals that are around, the the beauty of the lake there, and the trees and the sunshine, it was it was an absolute absolutely incredible time. Um, and I don't think we can live in this universe for long without admiring the beauty of God. And it makes me wonder how people can go throughout their life and believe that an explosion caused all of this to happen. That, that, it was, that it wasn't a divine thought that created it, but somehow it just came into being. Uh, when you look around this universe, when you look at creation, you can see that it was made by a God who loves beauty. God absolutely loves um, loves to put his special um, beauty into the things that he creates. And that, that's an incredible thing. Psalm 33, 6 to 7 say, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as an heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. So it talks about the oceans. It talks about the stars of heaven, just the beauty that surrounds all those things. There had to be a divine creator, someone who loved beauty and put that into his creation. God is eternal. God loves beauty. Next, God cares and protects. Um, Look down. Oh, I, I, I kind of skipped a little bit here. Let's actually start in verse 3. This has to do with the beauty of God, God's creation. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. And let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. When I read this, I think that God cares and protects. It's our third point. God cares and protects. Um, you say, Brother Aaron, how'd you get that out of that? Um, well, it's talking about the firmament and the waters that were under the firmament, the waters that were over the firmament. And um, it's talking about how um, there was really a canopy of water over the earth before the flood. Uh, when the flood, when the flood took place, those that water canopy canopy broke down and just completely flooded the earth. Um, but that was a sign of God's protection. Um, God was God had something in place above the earth that was absolutely. Um, perfect for keeping um, the ultraviolet radiation out, things like that, kind of making a greenhouse effect on the earth so things would grow even better than they do today, Um, and really making it more uh, what we believe uh, more of an even temperature over the whole earth. Um, And uh, just neat to think how God had that in place from creation. Obviously, sin messed that up as well. That's That's why we don't have something like that today. Um, but God originally, in his original plan, he, he made a beautiful, perfect earth, and he had everything in place to care and protect for us. Um, and we see, through, we see that throughout the Bible, that we have a God who cares and protects at all times. So love that about our God. Number four, God is all-wise. 
God is all wise. Verses uh, 9 through 13, let's, let's read down there. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land... Oh, lost my spot. Yep, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good in the evening and the morning were the third day. Just a incredible passage here talking about how God had everything planned out from the beginning. He did. He made everything in the correct order. Imagine if he had made all of the, um, all of the plant-eating animals before he made the plants. That wouldn't work, would it? <laughs> um, he, he made everything in a perfect time. Imagine if he had um, created all the plants, and then he'd waited a thousand years, and then decided to make the animals after that. That wouldn't work either. Um, God had everything planned out perfectly because he's all wise, and he had these things structured. He made the seas. Um, he had that he had that water canopy in place. He made the plants in their season to reproduce after their kind. He made animals in the in their season to to reproduce after their kind. Um, God is God is all wise, um, and, and, and the first part of that is as as we said, He created things in the right order. Um, and there's no way, if you think about it, there's no way that evolution could have ever done this to create everything in the exact right order. <laughs> it is it is absolutely crazy to think that evolution could have done something like that. Um, but secondly, he created things to reproduce, and I think that's that is an incredible testament to the all all the the wisdom of God, his being all wise, um, because nothing man-made can reproduce itself. Um, Man has not unlocked that secret because God is the one that gives life. God is the one that allows things to reproduce. Um, Just shows how God is so much wiser than any human being ever will be. God is all wise. Number five, God loves variety. God loves variety. And I I love this about God. Think about if God had made all the trees exactly the same and all the trees grew the exact same way and all the branches were exactly the same and there weren't different types of bark, but everything was the same. Yeah, it'd be pretty, but it wouldn't be quite the same as having variety. Imagine if all the animals on the earth were chimpanzees or if all the fish in the sea were whales. That would, that, <laughs> that would be interesting, um, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't give us the variety that we see today. And that's an incredible thing about God, the variety that he gives. Um, look in verse 20, we'll see that. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. And every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas. And let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. We have a God who loves variety. 
Number six, God loves order. God loves order. This is also a very important thing about God, is that he didn't make a world that was full of chaos. Yes, there's variety. Um, Yes, he created things to reproduce after their kind and all, but even that shows the structure and order of God. Um, that everything reproduces in its kind. Uh, everything is specifically structured by God. Let's look at verse 24. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. We serve an orderly God. I was reading, I I enjoy reading articles on music, um, especially um, when they have to do with music philosophy and things like that. Um, And I was reading, uh, I don't don't remember how I came across this article, but um, it was reading an article by a man named David Aravet. And his, the title of his article was Jazz, Sinful or Spiritual? Um, and his purpose in writing this article was to show that jazz was perfectly acceptable for worshiping God. Okay, so let, let, let's see his argument here. He says, Robert Capone even pictures God when creating the heavens and earth as a child in a bathtub blowing the bubbles of creation. It is more than obvious that God is playful, loves to design things for his own sake, and delights in his work. Why shouldn't we? Therefore, music can have a playful or even nonsensical vibe without being sinful. All music that Christians create doesn't have to be serious, evangelistic, make a point, or tell a story. It's just simply to be enjoyed. How sad is that? Um, did you see his view of God as, as a child in a bathtub blowing bubbles of creation? God is not going to be pleased with that. God is the God of order. He says that music can be nonsensical because we serve a playful God. I, I, don't, I don't see where he gets that from Scripture. It's, I don't think that's in the Scripture um, because we serve a, an orderly God. That's that's why we don't use jazz music in our services. Sorry if I step on your toes, but um, we don't use jazz music in our services because it doesn't show the order of God. Uh, I don't think God is pleased with music that is nonsensical, that, that doesn't follow his um, order that he, that he established. Music has order. Music has laws. When we go against those laws, when we go against the natural order that God instilled in music, um, then we're really going against the character of God because God is holy and God is very orderly. Um, so there's something to stick in your pocket. Somebody asks you, hey, why don't you listen to CCM or jazz music in your, in your church services? Uh, one reason is because we serve an orderly God who is pleased by things that are orderly. Genesis chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. I imagine if we didn't serve an orderly God, that um, he wouldn't even bother to name 
name the animals. Um, <laughs> but our God brought them up to Adam and uh, had Adam systematically name these different animals. Uh, I'm glad that we have names for animals. I'm glad we have names for things. That would get difficult to say that brown hairy thing over there with four legs. Um, you know, we have a we have a God who loves order, and he he really started the naming process. And I think our society, in some ways, reflects that order, and that we love to name things. Um, even the millions and billions of stars out there, we've tried to name a bunch of those. Um, we serve we serve an orderly God. Number seven, God is gracious. God is gracious. Look at verse 26 together. We're still in chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God is gracious in a couple ways, in many ways, but we'll, we'll point out a couple tonight. First of all, he's gracious in that he made man. That he created us. He didn't have to. (laughs) He didn't have to create man. He decided that in his graciousness, he was going to create a being that was in his own likeness. To share his likeness with people. He he made man. That is a gracious thing from God. Even when he knew what man would do someday... Even when he knew that man would crucify his son on a cross, that man would betray him, that man would turn against him, he still was gracious and he made man in the beginning. Um, and again, in his image, no less. That is an incredible thing that we get to share the image of God. Number two, he blessed man. So he not only made man, but he blessed man. Look, look, at, um, look at verse 28 together, 28. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He blessed man in a great way. And it says at the beginning of that verse, that specifically, that he blessed man. Um, and uh, he gave dominion to man. He allowed him to be in his creation, to subdue his creation. We're going to look at that in just a second. Um, but Psalm 84, verse 11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. Did you, did you catch that at the end of the verse? No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. If you are walking according to God's will today, it says that God's not going to withhold any good thing from you. That's an incredible thought. We serve a gracious God who not only made us, but he blesses us each day. And number three, under uh, God's graciousness, he entrusted man. He entrusted man. Um, Verse 29, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. And to every beast of earth, of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. 
God entrusted his creation to us. He, uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't keep it for himself. <laughs> he didn't say, I'm going to protect all of this on my own, and you go over in a corner and do your thing. He said, I want you to subdue my earth. This creation that I have created, I want you to be in it and to subdue it, and I'm trusting you with my creation. Um, three things that show God's graciousness toward us. He made us, um, he entrusted us, and he blesses us each day. Um, I remember when I was in my senior year, I was about, actually I was past my senior year, about to go into college, and we worked at a Christian camp in Wisconsin at the time. And I'd kind of grown up, um, wasn't really, I I, I enjoyed music, but I didn't think I would go into music. Uh, It was something that my dad did, and that was great. Uh, I thought I was going to go into youth ministry someday, and I I, I love each opportunity I get to work with the youth here. It's it's fantastic. Um, But this summer in particular, I remember uh, my dad asked me to lead a music group. Uh, We had different special music groups that would uh, practice throughout the summer, and they would sing during each week. And this year he said, Aaron, I want you to take a, the, the men's group this, this year, and I want you to pra- uh, work up a couple songs with them. And uh, I remember that being a pretty big deal to me. <laughs> it was uh, a pretty big responsibility. Normally I didn't get, get to do things like that. And I remember that being one of the, the big areas where I could point to and say, wow, my, God, my, my dad trusts me. <laughs> that my, my dad actually thinks that, think, thinks that uh, he can put this in my hands and, and take care of it. And uh, I, I kind of point to that time as saying uh, that, that was kind of the time when God started to prick my heart about music ministry. Helped me to realize that this was really something that I could do for the rest of my life. And uh, so glad he did. So glad he did. I absolutely love it. Love working with our choir and our orchestra and all the rest of you as well. Um, my dad trusted me with a music group. But think about God trusting all of us with his creation how much greater and more impactful, so much more meaningful that is, uh, that God truly trusts us. Praise the Lord. Last, lastly tonight, uh, number eight, God is good. God is good. Verse 31, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Why is creation good? Because it was made by a God that is good. Um, God is good, and therefore everything he touches, everything that he creates is good. Isaiah 63, verse 7, I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us and the great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies. And according to the multitude of his loving kindness, we serve a good God who bestows his goodness upon us. We serve an incredible God, an absolutely incredible God who is worthy of our praise. And I'd like to challenge you this evening, if you're here this evening and um, you don't know that God personally, I'd encourage you to get that settled tonight. If you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know for sure that you have, um, that you have his spirit dwelling within you, 
um, you can have that tonight. Because none of these things are going to make sense if you don't have God's Spirit living within you. You cannot truly appreciate God for who He is until you yourself are saved. Um, so I'd encourage you after the service tonight to to find one of the deacons or myself, uh, one of the leaders here that can show you for sure how you can know that you're on your way to heaven and that you know this great God personally. Um, but for us that are saved, I, I, I would love to make the application tonight that we have a God that is worth praising um, for all of these things. We have a God that is eternal, a God that loves beauty, a God that cares and protects, a God that is all-wise, a God that loves variety. He loves order. He is gracious and he is good. I'd encourage you next time that we have an opportunity to praise the Lord, let's do it with all of our heart. Do it with all of our soul, knowing that we, we truly do serve an incredible, wonderful God that deserves our praise. We'll let you out a little bit early tonight. Let's go to the Lord in prayer.